So, how many of you have felt something this evening that you would attribute to God? Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, one or two maybe not yet. Don't worry, we'll get you there. Because <laughs> he's here. That's, that's a given. And uh, some people are maybe not quite sure how to trust their feelings around, around that. And um, so, there's a, with regard to spiritual gifts, um, and I won't go into it, but um, I'll tell you. Well, we'll have a quick look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says this. There we are. There's some joy happening at the back there. So that's, that's, that's a manifestation of the Spirit. It is. It, fruit of the Spirit is joy. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. In the NIV, it says, I don't want you to be ignorant about the Spirit. So it's possible to be ignorant about the Spirit. And um, it goes on to say that something is very straightforward. It's very easy. In verse 3, it says, I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. So is anybody here trying to curse Jesus? Good. <laughs> okay. So you don't need to get too worried. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So which side of those two do you fall on? Yeah, so you're, you want to proclaim Jesus is Lord, yeah? Therefore, you can be certain that your heart is, is, is motivated and aligned with the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's number one. It's, it's as simple as that. It's not difficult because I find a lot of people, they get worried around spiritual gifts. Is it genuine? Is it, is it this or that? It's, it's actually, if the motivation of your heart is to glorify Jesus, you'll be okay. Therefore, you can start to step out in faith. <clears throat> and it says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. Different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. I'm going to have trouble with a back row tonight, I tell you. God works in different ways, okay? But it is the same God who, go- who does all the, the work in all of us. Now, key, key words there, different and same. Okay? Key word, different, same. Think, oh, those two don't fit together. They do. Same God, different gifts, different manifestations, different services. Yeah? So, <laughs> so what you shouldn't be thinking is try to be like anybody else. This is a mistake people think. So, oh, it's not happening to me like it is to them, therefore I'm not getting it. That's irrelevant. What's happening to other people? It's not your deal. Okay, but you're happy to pile in and join in, um, and we'll talk about building a fire later, okay, because that's one of the things we're going to do. So, so there are ways that you build a fire. I think I'll probably have to come back to building a fire, because otherwise it's going to get messy. It says, a manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone for the common good, okay? So, God wants to manifest through. Now, when, when it says manifest, something shows when it's manifest. If nothing's showing then stir it up a bit. Now, some people say, well, nothing's shown, I'm just standing rock still. That can be a manifestation. It, it, it can be just as much a manifestation as falling over in the spirit or laughing your, your, your socks off or 
and what I want you to do is, is don't judge yourself or other people by the external things that you can see. That's really important, okay? So we're not here to be judging externally what's going on. We're here to discern what God's doing in the spirit. And it has external manifestations. Okay? So, so what, what is... See, one of the things we find in Christianity, a lot of suspicion has come to rest around manifestations. I should say, I think it's very suspicious if there aren't any. Uh, did you get that? So it's suspicious if there aren't any because... Because that's what he does, is his, his presence. Things, things will happen. Okay. And stuff happens not just for our own good, but for the common good. Within it, we actually get blessed. So, what I want to teach you tonight is, is how to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Okay. Now, um, most people can pick up atmospheres in rooms. We all do it all the time in life. You walk into a room, you think, hmm, my word, this is a bit miserable in here. Or, or, well, it feels depressing in here. Or, wow, this is an amazing crowd. Do you, know, be, you, know, have you ever walked into a space and you think, wish I hadn't come in here. You're naturally doing it. You're discerning stuff all the time. You're discerning atmospheres all the time. And um, we do it. And actually, in fact, marketing tries to create atmospheres for you to walk into. Yeah? They know these things affect you. So, so... Um, so, so rather than us be subject to the atmosphere that is being produced through other people, we're here to create the atmosphere. All right? So we're not here just to take the temperature. So when people come to me and, um, and tell me, well, there are a lot of, people in, a lot of people in this room with problems tonight, I said, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> that doesn't change a lot, does it? That's not what God is doing. Okay? That's not what God is doing. That's just a reality. So what God is doing is actually to rise up out of that. Okay? So prophecy is not about finding all the problems that are in the room. All words of knowledge. Now, they're here. It's all right. And sometimes God might, might actually identify them through words of knowledge and stuff like that. But those are to raise faith, not to drop us down into the problem. That make sense? <clears throat> so, so... Um, and it's, it's not wrong to sense what's going on on that level, but it's actually, if that's where you focus, then you won't be able to raise it above that. So your job is to be the thermostat. Now, I want, what I'm trying to do always, not just teach you this for Christian meetings, but actually you can do this in life itself, 24-7. So, um, so I know I can do that. Wherever I go, I, I choose the temperature of the room, the spiritual temperature of the room. And I've been in some places where it's been pretty cold, <laughs> I mean, like him, if you've been dropped in some places, you think, oh, my word, the level of unbelief in this room is, is, is immense. My job is to raise them up to a level of faith. And um, so, and it's not just, God's not just in meetings, he's everywhere. So I could take you around Blue Water, for instance, and we could see what God is doing. And we can raise it, the temperature in Blue Water. Be fun? Sasha used to, used to take people off and do that, didn't you? That used to be quite fun. Okay, so, and the other thing is we need each other because all of us actually see in part. So when you see something tonight, and you will, it's okay to see it, even if nobody else sees it. Yeah, Actually, it takes courage sometimes to see something and articulate it that nobody else has 
See? But we all get the bits in part. So there isn't right and wrong answers tonight, okay? As long as your heart is to glorify Jesus, I want you to step out in faith. Because this is going to get interactive for you during worship. I'm going to make you do stuff. Well, I won't make you do stuff, but I'll invite you to do stuff. And I suggest you do do stuff. (laughs) Otherwise, I might come and pray for you, and then you'll do some stuff. (coughs) And basically, when when there's there's an order of how we build things in Christianity, which is the apostolic first, which is actually his presence first is number one. The, the prophetic next, that's what God is saying. And then teaching third, which is actually understanding how you apply that sort of stuff, which is what I'm trying to do. But um, So, <clears throat> if God is here, yeah, what is he doing and what is he saying? What is he revealing? Okay, so what is he doing? What is he saying? What is he revealing? He's the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It says, uh, <coughs> says this, I pray that God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And there's a so that. Do you know what the so that is? It's so that you may know him better, is what it says. God wants to reveal himself to you so that you increase in your understanding of who he is. One of the things that, that Jesus did with his disciples was he increasingly revealed himself to them. If you read through, that's what he did. He increasingly, I am this, you know. He drops it in. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let's think of any other. Any other I am's you can think of? Good shepherd. The door. The door, yeah. I'm the life. I'm bread of life. The vine. Yeah, no, I bet this one. I am the resurrection. That's a cool one, eh? That's an interesting one, isn't it? How can you be the resurrection? He is. He's, he's the resurrection. There's lots. Do you understand? But, and then when um, he asked the, the disciples who they thought he was, they came up with some ideas. And then Peter got it. Hey! Boom, you're... The Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and Jesus said, "What happened? How did he get it? Blessed are you, because God revealed it to him." So, what I want to say, tell you, is that that Christianity is a journey of increasing revelation of who God is. Yeah. And if He's infinite and eternal, then that is a, a, a literally unending discovery of who He is. So, when you come to a worship time, when you come to a meeting, your expectation is that you should discover more of who God is. Is that exciting? Rather than um, going, yeah, turning up on Sunday. Pretty much know what's going to happen. Actually, there's, um, there's a brilliant teaching by Kim Walker, Kim Walker-Smith, about worship. I uh, recommend it to you if you get probably online somewhere, isn't it? I can get it up through the Bethel thing. And I love it because there's one bit where, and you, you guys are like this, because people ask her, don't you ever get bored of just singing the same songs? Because you must sing them a lot of time. 
you know, how many times does she, she you know, gig and people want to hear the, you know, the songs? And she said, I would get bored if I was just singing songs. But I'm not. I'm worshipping. And I never get bored of him. Isn't that good? <laughs> well, I was singing those same old songs. No. It's like reading the same old Bible and thinking they're never going to learn anything new, you know. He's always wanting to reveal. So, so one, when you hear, is, is what is he revealing? <clears throat> what is he revealing about himself? And um, I remember a few years ago when I was, it was actually in a heaven and healthcare conference, and um, <clears throat> I was around about here in the auditorium, and suddenly it was like I had, um, you know, Star Trek when they zoom me up, Scotty, beam me up, beam, beam, beam me up, beam me up, Scotty, not zoom me up, beam me up. Um, it was like this thing fell down around me and encased me and I just fell to my knees in awe and I experienced the pleasure of God in a way that I had never known before. The pleasure of God. It was, it was indescribable. I knew his pleasure in a way that I had never know, no, known it a bit before but this was a new experience for me. What was I doing? I was just worshipping. Just worshipping. In English we use that word just a lot. We're just going to pray. We're just going to worship. We're just, 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 just. No, you're not just worshiping. You are meeting the living God. Okay. <clears throat> so, and what I want to say is, is always want to make sure I worship before ministry. Doing it the other way around is usually a mistake. Not imp- it's not wrong necessarily, but it doesn't help usually. And I would say intimacy comes before prophecy. And uh, so I, I, it's, it's particularly if you're responsible for meetings, it's actually quite important that you actually know how to get into that zone of interacting with God rather than just being responsible for the meetings. So, in the Bible, what manifestations of the Holy Spirit presence do you think we could find? Fire. There we go. There's one. Fire. Have you ever had somebody lay hands on you and you think, my goodness, their hands hot? That's usually a manifestation of fire. Not necessarily at the hands hot. So I think, I, was it James, I prayed for you about 10 days ago, something like that. And you just said, man, your, your hands hot or something. Felt the fire of God. That's a manifestation of the Spirit. Wind's another one. So actually, you can go around and you can actually detect temperature changes in the place. Also, wind of God. We don't actually have... Um, much in the way of air conditioning. There's a little bit of gentle coming out of these things and out of there, but um, there's not really... And these windows don't open. And the, no, so. Um, so it's quite easy to, to sense when the Spirit of God is moving in this place by wind. And his angels move. Angels are winds and fire as well, so you can experience... So, so what I want you to do is start to be sensitive to what is going on by these things going on in the atmosphere. So, and, uh, and wind is one of the ways that I discern what God is doing, probably one of the, the foremost ways I do it. Okay. Smell is another one. Um, it's not one I get th- that often as an encounter, but you can smell the presence of God. Um, I can actually feel him touch me sometimes, literally. Have you ever had that? I, it's funny, I, I sometimes I get a tug on my shirt. And I look, literally, I, I, and I look around and think, Seriously, that, that, okay, he's just trying to get my attention. 
That happens to be quite common. It's just a little tug on the shirt. Like, okay. What's going on? What are you doing? <coughs> Sometimes he just flattens me. Without any warning. I remember one time I was praying for somebody else. And um, <coughs> I was sort of squatting, praying for this person. And it was, so say I was here... The person was there in front of us, squatting, praying for this person, and the power of God hit me. I flew over three rows of chairs, literally, landed on my back, three rows back, um, and uh, had the marks on my back to prove it. When, when, when people tell you that God never actually um, uh, harms you in any way, <laughs> come well, not absolutely true. My, my, <laughs> my, so I was lying on the back thinking, goodness, that hurt. And I, I said to him, why did you do that? So what I want you to do is when, you, when things are starting to happen, it's your moment to interact with him and talk to him. So if I get a tug on my shirt and I'm over there, I think, okay, God, what, what's going on? What, is this for me or you get my intention for somebody else? So when, when I flew over these three rows of chairs, landed on my back and I had the marks to prove it, I was lying there saying, hey, what, what was that all about? And he said, I was just showing you. And I said, just show me what? He said, I'm just showing you that I can. Oh, you can. You can. Now, what did I learn about him out of that? He's powerful. He's powerful. And he can. And he can do what he likes when he wants. And he doesn't need my permission either. <coughs> We should expect power encounters with the living God. I think we should expect awe and glory as well. Is he awesome? Sometimes you just flat out and lost. Lost for words. Lost in wonder. And um, I love this song. Um, May we never lose our wonder. If you lose your wonder, then there's something wrong. And um, it's why I love the manifestation of what I call the sparkly stuff. Um, there's a lot of it, yeah, there's loads of it. Um, now, some of it can be due to sort of flags and stuff like that. But actually, this, is around, this has been around for five years now in Eastgate, this stuff. Just, you know, he creates stuff out of nothing. Um, one time, this whole lectern was just smothered with, um, with sparkly stuff. It was in day school. And when we brushed it off, it just replenished itself in front of our eyes. You think, well, why does he do that? Because he can. But also, see, people, people said to me, and this is the problem sometimes of an They said, what is it? I said, I don't care. He said, well, is it, is it, is it gold? You know, is it gold? I don't know. I don't mind. Um, it could be plastic as far as I'm concerned. Um, <clears throat> I'm just amazed that he can create something out of nothing. That's enough for me. It's one of the most genius manifestations I, I, I've come across. He creates something out of nothing, and I am literally in awe over one little speck. That's amazing, because that wasn't there before. Can you do that? You can't do that, can you? Then he takes it away again. That's, it's, it's playful. It, 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 it comes, goes, and stuff. And... Some people say, well, have you analyzed it? I said, no, I don't need to. Because if I would value it more for an earthly reality, like it's gold, than if it's plastic, I'm putting the wrong value on it. Does that make sense to you? I don't value it because of 
and thus if I evaluate it because it's a manifestation of his presence. These are the sort of things you pay attention to. Glory. Azusa Street, if you read about it, the glory cloud. And um, fire going out of the roof. I'm not sure what our insurance would make of that, but it is... It, it, because if it did no harm to the building, it, would be, it might get the neighbours alarmed. Um, probably create a stir, wouldn't it? There was this, this place, it had fire going out of the roof. It, it didn't harm the building. It's a bit like the burning bush. Burning on fire, no, no harm. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? It would be interesting to explain that to our insurance company. Um. (coughs) Seeing, you can see things. So some people um, see more than others. So some people see angels. I've never seen them with my physical eyes. I can detect their presence, but I can't see them. Um, Just to say, seeing is, is part of the gifts. It's not the superior gift. So if you can see in angels, it's not better than just feeling them. That's important. You get that one? In actual fact, the Bible says it says it takes greater faith to believe in what you can't see than what, than what you can see. Um, and here's another one. Just thoughts. Have you got the mind of Christ? Yeah. What the Bible says is that God will reveal things to us, things that have not been seen or heard or imagined, that these will be revealed to us because we have the mind of Christ. So what thoughts do you get during gatherings? When you, what thoughts do you get as you're walking along the road? These, these are God encounters, yeah? I think we trust God. I think we trust the devil to tempt us, don't we? We've got no doubt the devil can tempt me. Right, where does he do that? Because he impacts my thoughts. I have no, 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 no trouble questioning the devil's ability to tempt me. Anybody else got a problem with that? Okay. <laughs> Try not to interact with those thoughts. Which thoughts should you interact with? God's thoughts. Is God capable of interacting with you? Thoughts. <clears throat> so you have thoughts with him. Yeah? There's a lot there, isn't there? So, what we're going to do... <clears throat> we're going to do some of that. <laughs> we're going to come back and worship with music right now. And I want you to worship first, and then I'm going to get you practicing, okay? You guys ready? Thank you. That took a little bit longer than I anticipated. So, what I want you to do is I want you to get away from your chair, get some space and start, and worship for worship's sake, and then I'll lead you through some stuff, okay?